0: Hey there, I'm Lucas Fitz. If you know me, you know two things to be true. I love a good pair of denim, and I'm always here for the stories. When I first got into the heritage goods movement and buying intentionally, I looked to American Field as an industry leader in connecting cool brands to cool consumers. There's nothing better than hearing the story behind how a big idea grew into a business. Now, we're bringing it online and inviting you to join in the conversation, whether you're watching or listening along from wherever you call home. I'll be hosting these fireside chats, intimate, personal looks at the inner workings of some of our favorite brands on our AF network. So sit down, grab a whiskey or coffee or beer, and ride along as we shine the spotlight on real people and real stories. This is AF Fireside. Today's episode is presented by Jamestown, a global real estate investment and management company known for transforming spaces into innovation hubs and community centers. Learn more at JamestownLP.com. All right, so I'm a boot guy pretty much bootstering in 65 days a year but if there's anybody that's going to convince me to go otherwise it's going to be this dude that I have talking with us today on Fireside. Uh, I got Justin from Opie OB Way. Obi Way was founded about a year ago down in Asheville, North Carolina. Super committed to keeping production as local as possible and cranking out some really cool heritage style footwear. What's going on man?
1: Yeah, uh, just working and uh, and making some shoes. Definitely, thank you so much for uh, for letting me be a part of this. And, yeah, absolutely. I'm um, I'm gonna turn you into a sneaker guy at some. Point. All right, all right. I'm I'm down. I'm down to try it. <laughs> yeah. I a couple years ago. God, it had
0: to be almost ten years ago now. Um, a a girl at my brother, my brother's high school girlfriend, bought me a pair of Adidas Sambas for okay. Christmas because that was always like that was the cool kids wore in high school, and middle school. Yeah. and yeah. I was a theater kid. Um, I was like a a pretty hardcore converse kid in, in high school, right? All right. So I never thought I was cool enough to wear the Sambas and I was not, not even remotely athletic, um, but she bought them and she was like, you're finally, you're finally cool enough. So now I'm, I have a pair of Sambas that I wear to let the dog out to go to the bathroom at night. And that's about it. So I could definitely be convinced though.
1: All right. Well, we'll have to think of something that's, uh, that's really unique, and uh, you can at least wear it every once in a while. I understand I you you can't make the full transition out of boots. Right. I it would that. probably be good for the skin between my toes, though. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that. Yeah. It's. It might, might be a good uh, a good once a week wear. Yeah. Sure.
0: It's 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 a war zone down there, so sneakers it, <laughs> it might be good. But you say something unique. I mean, you're doing something that I don't really think any. I, I haven't seen anybody else do before. Can you like give the you know, give the elevator pitch
1: rundown of what exactly Opie way does. I think, uh, you know, Opie way in the most natural and short form is a sneaker brand and manufacturer based out of Asheville, North Carolina. Um, we really care about materials. So whether we're sourcing uh, the nicest leather we can get or vintage canvas um, or denim even from Cone right here in North Carolina, we're just trying to source and do everything we do as close to home. Um, and we're trying to make some really, really cool sneakers.
0: Very cool. I, so I've seen, I've got a couple of friends that, that have pairs, obviously follow you guys on Instagram and check out your website. They, they're sick. They're super, super sick. What, so. what was the first, first material that kind of got you into it?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we first started, I was really focused on leather um, and I really didn't know much about leather when we started. Um, so we were, we were still sourcing locally, but we were getting pretty much any leather we could. And um, I noticed fairly early on that I really, really liked working with vegetable tan leather. And it seemed like a lot of boot companies were doing that, but definitely not a lot of sneaker brands were doing it. Um, And so I just dove into the history of how vegetable tan is done, um, found some really, really cool companies that were doing some amazing work. And actually some of the nicest leathers uh, in the world are vegetable tan leathers or shell cordovans. And um, I don't know. I, th- I think that was my first, the, the smell, the feel, how they patina over time. It was just uh, i got hooked for sure on vegetable tan leather.
0: That's dope. So, and you came into this game with very little to no knowledge on how to execute on the, uh, on the technical side. Yeah. I like recently uh, tiled my bathroom and <laughs> like to to go from, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I don't think that I've, I don't think I did it with even 60% confidence, Um, (laughs) but it's fine. I did one thing. I'm not trying to make a living off of it. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the focus that that must've taken. Tell me about, about that journey to go from.
1: Man, honestly, um, when I was in middle school, if you would have asked me what I was going to do, I would have told you I'm going to design shoes for Nike. Um, And I followed that dream through middle school, through high school, went to college um, to design shoes, got this awesome mentor while I was in college, was ready to go down the design path. And um, I don't know, something just changed in me and, and how I saw mass production of shoes. And so I had this tug on my heart that, dude, you've got you've to figure this out in a different way. Um, so I came out of college, went in a totally different direction, I was working a job, but also feeling like, man, you gave up this thing that you wanted to do your whole life. So I sourced these vintage uh, sewing machines I found on Craigslist, Um, drove like two hours away, bought them, moved them into our garage. And I told myself, if I'm not going to design shoes, I'm at least going to make my own shoes. I'm going to learn how to to be a cordwainer. And that was like, I did that for like four years and i was probably more into that than i was the actual design of sneakers through my whole life so um you know fast forward to us getting our stuff and moving into a factory i thought i knew a lot i had self-taught myself for four years i had learned how to design shoes all the way through school but we opened this factory and it was like man i I've I've never really like messed with this many machines. We've got some of these machines that I don't know how to work them. I'm I can't find anybody that knows how to work them. Damn. And it was, it was probably the hardest thing I've done in my whole life. So we moved into our factory in February of 2019. It took me eight, nine, almost 10 months to really feel like I know what I'm doing and I can construct a shoe that I think it's good enough to sell. So. I mean it's hard to imagine like that those 10 months because it went by so fast but it was also like making no money spending 12 hours in the factory trying to figure out how to do this stuff but not having a mentor not even really having YouTube videos I don't know it was um it was difficult but I just I I had this like vision of what we were going to build and I knew every day was like a step towards that so we just kind of I put my head down and we just tried to do it. So maybe, maybe you have to say yes. Maybe this is an answer that
0: you have to say yes to represent the brand. Well, and I'll understand if you do, but
1: yeah, you had that vision. Are you there now? Um, I don't know if I'll ever be there, honestly. And I think that's, um, that's probably just like a personality yeah. thing. More,
0: more about you than the actual product.
1: Yeah. Totally. I, I will tell you, I think, uh, I think our shoes are really, really good right now. And the models that we've released have been models that I've wanted to release for such a long time. They're executed really nice. The leathers that we're using right now, I'm totally in love with, but I do have all these things that I wanna do and we haven't done it yet. And so, I don't know, in 10 years, maybe ask me that question and I'll be a little bit closer to it, but I don't know if that ever changes. Do you you consider yourself like a highly self-critical person? uh probably the toughest person on myself more than anybody else I know isn't that just the way to do it though for me it is yeah I I I, I know like if I'm gonna pass a test um like if these shoes are good enough I just need to ask myself and if I'm feeling any certain way about this isn't right it's just not right
0: yeah no I definitely have had some not obviously not shoes but similar experiences and kind of Oh man, you're being you're being so hard on yourself. Or like, it's not. I don't feel like it's not a weakness to know exactly what you want and exactly what you like. And sometimes, especially like for me, it's always dealing with family. Or I think about like going hanging out with my parents. And you have to try this thing. I know I don't like this. You know, like I know I know what I want. I know what I like. Maybe that's not really relevant, but um, (laughs) I I feel like that, especially when when driving driving a business, driving a brand, especially driving a product, Mm -hmm. to know what you want even if you don't know how to get there, that like that self-criticism and ability to then take that criticism and and mobilize it into improvement. That's how you really, you know, in my experience and working with brands and getting to connect with, with founders and makers and creatives, it's people that have that kind of quality that, that sets you to the next level. Uh, And I think that comes across in the product. Um, So you were telling me earlier when we were talking about some new things that you were adding kind of, kind of, as you, as you grow do you, what do you see the future of the company looking like in terms of product offering? I mean, right now you would you say you have between like 10 and 15 different SKUs.
1: Yeah. Um, We, you know, we have three models currently on our website and then a few different variation of of those models, whether that's color or um, switching up the material. I think, What's most exciting for us moving forward is we're still going to use and and probably will always use um, a lot of leather, but we're going to mix in some textiles. Um, and I'm really, really excited about that. It'll give us an opportunity to, you know, you said earlier, like you wore Chuck Taylors all through school. I think Chucks are amazing. And, uh, you know, we have something that kind of mimics like that style of shoe and cool we can work with denims and canvas okay, and okay right. so, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay very cool I like what you're saying there yeah I I just had like a flashback a very you, know, you said Chuck Taylor so I, that's a name I haven't heard in a very long time and going from like track pants Spongebob square pants t-shirt kid in sixth grade to <laughs> I remember when I got my first pair of Chucks and that was like what cool kids wear yeah and being on a The first day I wore them to school was a field trip day, and I now I'm remembering it clear as day driving through downtown Northampton, Mass, with all the windows, you know, the pinch windows down in the bus, and all the kids yelling out the window, "Lucas got chucks!" (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, that's funny. That's uh, was a not not intentionally repressed memory. Um,
1: That's uh, interesting. It's (laughs) super interesting. You said that we were. I was talking to somebody um, a few weeks ago. We were somebody was asking us questions um, about our business and I was trying to explain to them. I think everybody probably has some sort of story with a pair of shoes. It doesn't have to be sneakers. It can be boots, flats, you know, whatever. At some point in your life, you probably have this memory where shoes made you feel like really good or you got a pair of shoes and you were like, man, I, I can't wait to wear these. Uh-huh. The story you just told. And I, I think like, everybody probably has one of those stories, but they don't realize that they have that memory. Yeah. So we have all these people that tell us all these shoe stories and they're not really shoe people. And it's always interesting to me. That's how I like pitch what we're doing. Like shoes are important. This has been my passion and love. And I think like everybody at some point has that connection. I'm always interested to hear those stories.
0: Yeah, that's
1: That's really interesting.
0: I think you just told that story because we were talking about Anthony Bourdain and you want to make that you 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 want to help me make this a complete immersive experience (laughs) I like that that's good no
1: no I I um we we seriously had that conversation and every time I talk about shoes now I'm I'm like finding that people usually come up with a story like oh yeah you know there was this one time I got like East Bay Magazine that was the example that somebody told me a few weeks ago like I remember getting that magazine and I don't know it's, it's interesting to yeah. me it's, it's probably me just projecting like don't think i'm weird because i love shoes so much to see you love shoes too that's right
0: yeah no dude that's that's and that's like really the when the story of the heritage brand meets the story that you put the product through mm. i think that's really where that's where the cool shit happens that's what yeah. i'm so so stoked about you know um the clothes and the shoes ultimately to me don't don't really matter it's it's yeah. the stories and, and the adventures that you put those things through um agreed i was i had spent i'll, I'll give you one more a quick shoe story so it mean, right. it's about you but i'm gonna give you one i right when i first got into heritage work where i had like a pair of ebay red wing heritage mocks
1: okay
0: spent a birthday weekend in portland maine uh, and and like had just was just kind of hearing about these these brands and like thought that they were really kind of I didn't know the community existed around people that wear these heritage brands right and mm. found a pair of Red Wing Toad boots on the ground like just on the ground in the city and I'm pretty sure I cleaned piss out of them but I took them home destiny I, I still have they don't fit me. <laughs> it's just a story about a piece about a pair of shoes
1: it was meant to be but you clean piss out of them and that that's the important part you cared about them that much (laughs)
0: yes absolutely i i thought that someday someone would would care about them and and be able to to use them but those are not they're they're somewhere i don't know where they are but but they're somewhere but crazy so (laughs) while we're talking about kind of other other brands um you were so uh, I'm just going to call you a sneakerhead. That's seems sure. like, yeah, that's go, like a, that's it. a, a community and a niche that is so fascinating to me. I know nothing. I know nothing about, about sneakers and, you know, Nike culture and Yeezys and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, what, w- did you have any tie to the kind of like the, cause, cause opioid is like finding its way into the workwear heritage scene. Right. So yeah. you say canvas, you say denim, you say leather, you say veg tan. Um, those are all buzzwords, right? Those are all uh, gateway drugs into the, the, you know, classic heritage brands. Yeah. Did you, was that a part of your, about your world or, you know, your interest before?
1: Yeah, for sure. So when I, you know, when I told you, I wanted to design shoes when I was in middle school, um, I was probably part of this, uh, sneaker culture that was before how it is now. So, uh when i was when i was a kid like jordan yeah yeah yeah. like when when i was a kid jordan would release shoes and you could wait a month you know you had to save up birthday money or something to get them and they would still be on the shelves and you could kind of get what you wanted there was no like resale market when i you know when i was a kid for sneakerheads. so it was i think it was a little bit different i got to really appreciate the shoes that i liked um And so I was definitely a part of that. And like all the way through college, even like there's still shoes in my closet. I haven't bought a pair of shoes in a while now, but I still have shoes that I loved and I'll probably keep them forever because they were such an important part of why I love sneakers. But I think um, I made like a transition in my life um, from the things that I cared about as far as like what I wear and how things are made. And Mm -hmm. I think, Transitioning into, you know, what you're saying, like that sort of product offering, that's kind of where we're at. And um, I think it pairs really good. Like when I think about a shoe, I I think about what uh, what selvedge denim. Like, are you gonna wear Raleigh or Rogue, or what are you gonna wear with the shoes? And I don't know. It's just it's maybe just like my passion, and that's why I'm placing us there. But that's kind of um, how I'm thinking about it.
0: Totally. So you've obviously got enough enough passion for shoes to carry you know a full a full Opie Way team, but it's not just you, correct? You have no, it's a couple it's, folks. Tell me, yeah. tell me about what, what the team looks like.
1: Yeah. Um, so my wife um, helps me run the day to day. So she's a she's a co-founder and a massive part of what we do. Um, so she's definitely like a huge team player. We've um, got two other folks in the factory with us. We actually. Uh, hired somebody today um, to be kind of that third spot Um, so really still a small team um, but we're growing and um, I think one thing I'll say about us is like we all have a lot of fun and we love that we're making shoes so it's a it's a cool vibe very cool so how how have you how have you strategized
0: like transferring or, or maintaining your eye for quality, right? This took you four hmm. years to get to a point where you felt like you could elevate it to a, a point of production. Yeah. And are, do you, are you hiring people with a background uh, in, you know, in kind of shoe production or, or in sewing? Or how do you, how do you <laughs> get that knowledge that took you so long to really figure out to, to new minds?
1: There is a, there's a hell of a training curve. Um, there is really nobody that I could hire that has been part of a shoe company before. So we kind of know that going into it. Um, So we tell everybody that joins our team, it's probably going to be three months of you shadowing this job and learning the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for me, like I'm our, I'm my biggest hypocrite and sorry, not hypocrite. I'm our biggest um, critical like person on on our products. So totally i try to instill that in the beginning that it's like look if you're questioning that it's not perfect it's probably not and Mm -hmm. we'll like we'll make another one it's okay um and i just i don't know for me like having that eye and on the consumer side i want you to feel like when you get your shoes you're super stoked that you paid the money to get them and they're like exceed your expectations so um, I don't know we, we take time and and just tell the folks in our factory you know we're, it's going to take three months to train you for you to really get to know this and mm-hmm. I don't know it's just part of it
0: do you do you have like prior management experience
1: um I owned like a marketing company for okay. two years before this cool. um it was totally different though <laughs> and I wasn't manufacturing at all um so I'm kind of running this like the business is my baby and yeah Uh, We want people to be part of our family. So there's definitely
0: like a distinction between running a brand and running a business. And I feel like it's not often that someone dives in and does both from scratch at the same time. Do you think that you're a good boss?
1: Um, I think I am pretty good. I do feel like, um, I can sometimes be all over the place. Like I want to tackle 20 things. Um, And I I don't know. I I think for, for some people who are working for me, it's kind of like, you're going to have a lot of independent time because I'm off doing something else.
0: Sure. Um, Which is maybe
1: not a bad thing. Brings
0: me back to my, my whole foods day. So you're not on the floor. (laughs) You're not on the floor. I feel like if there was something that I knew as well as, you know, making your own brand shoes. Yeah. And I had to instill that in people. (laughs) I'd be a nightmare. I would be an absolute nightmare. I don't think anyone would say so good, good for you for keeping a, a solid head on. And, and I'm sure that that passion is, you know, extremely evident to anybody that, that comes into the factory and that what a, what a cool way to learn. I'm sure that must be a really kind of critical part of, of understanding the brand, understanding the story.
1: Uh, oh man, I, I hope so. And you know, um, we've said this like multiple times to multiple people. It's like, how I think about our brand is like, I want everybody who is part of it to actually feel like they're part of the story. Like Mm -hmm. I want the consumer to feel like, man, I I gave this money to keep this trade alive. I then got emails through the process and then I got this shoe and it's like going to be something that I don't, you know, I'm going to crease, I'm going to stain. It's going to be a part of my life. And then, on our team side, like I want them to feel like it's family too. I want them to be able to come to work and say like, man, we have this opportunity to do something that nobody else is doing. And so I just think um, when I think about it, and it's probably because I'm so connected to the brand, it's like, I, I really want everybody to feel like they're an important piece of that story um, on all sides. Um, is, there, is there any
0: parts of your existence that doesn't revolve around sneakers?
1: no like that was that, <laughs> there, that was, was going be confident no no, I'm it's pretty much just these sneakers It just is what it is i I think like it's something that I've had such a passion for now i have now I have a company based around it, and um there's not really a separation, but I think it's still healthy though because I realize this like this is our life, and this yeah. is I'm literally getting to do what if you would have told middle school me that I was going to have my own shoe company i like I would flip out. Yeah. Right. That's the so, dream. That's literally yeah.
0: the dream. So, so if you get like, I, I, I guess I'm going to imagine that you n- never have time where you don't have things that you could be doing.
1: It's, uh, it's fairly constant. Um, but especially assuming, right now. Assuming
0: you have like, oh, it's a Saturday afternoon. It's relatively nice out. I could <laughs> be doing other things, but I feel pretty good about where I am. Like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a couple hours for myself. What do you yeah.
1: do? Yeah, we do that. I've I've got two girls. Um, oh my god, I didn't know you had kids. Yeah, yeah, two, you're um, insane. You're absolutely three insane. and five, <laughs> and wow. amazing two daughters. They're incredible. We, you know, we also live in a really really cool place. Asheville is a place where you can get outside pretty much year round. Cool, um, it's beautiful. We're also like Beer City, USA. Um, little Portland so there's breweries everywhere so if I can take a day off and step away for a little while which is fairly often we do that as much as possible um, there's always something cool to do here
0: what do you I mean obviously your your kids are are pretty young and my understanding of how kids brains work is very very little but what do you (laughs) what's obviously well maybe your kids are working machines I don't know but what what do your kids think about like what what mom and dad do um do they i get
1: know, it they, they I, yeah they definitely get it we um we have like a little setup at the factory actually when we when we both need to go work for a little bit um they come in with us um kind of do their thing sometimes we let them take scrap leather and you know we've tried to teach them how to hand sew and cool. um so hearing them tell other people like oh yeah i went to the factory with my dad the other day and um I don't know. It, it's cool. So they're, they're like growing up in a factory and I maybe neither of them will actually care their whole life, but it's part of the reason that I built what I did to like show them you can do what you want to do.
0: That's super cool. Super admirable. Um, where do you see what, what, what's going on 10 years from now? You mentioned earlier, I asked me in 10 years, what, what is 10 years?
1: Oh, ten 10 years for me, you know, I'm not trying to compete with Nike or any of the other big brands. It's It's almost contradictory. Yeah. And and it's not like, and I refuse to think that, but I do think that there's an opportunity. um, If we continue to make our products as well as we make them now and continue to push that limit, I think we can change um, shoe manufacturing domestically, even on a really, really small scale. Yeah. That's, that's really my goal. Um, Yeah.
0: I think there's, there's so much like so many fascinating facets of the idea of like scaling a business responsibly and, <laughs> yeah. and like not, not limiting yourself and not, it, not coming from a mindset of like, oh, we're too, we're too small. We're yeah. too small to do that. Yeah. Um, but instead focusing on kind of the ethical, res- responsible, you know, means of manufacturing. I don't, I don't see you ever outsourcing. You know, nah, that's, it's, uh, that's it's, not to say that people can't do that responsibly. There are a lot of, and that's maybe a mindset I didn't have two years ago, but the more I mm-hmm. learn about other brands that have outsourced, there's, there's ways to do that, that, that is ethical and sometimes of a higher quality than what you can, you can make in the U.S. But that seems like that's like at a really uh, integral core of, yeah. of what Obi-Way does.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like for shoes, um, probably the mecca of constructing really, really well-crafted shoes. It's it's in Italy, um, mm-hmm. and it's not here. So I respect and and follow how Italian shoes are made. But for me, I see it as like this drive to say, I, I think um, we can do some pretty cool stuff here. And um, you know, it's just I don't know. I, I think there's opportunity and. Um, that's what I'm going to like move myself towards at least totally do you ever do you ever see potential for a time
0: where you would have to step away from the machine
1: yeah um How's that i feel? think it's it's a weird feeling i'm I'm having that feeling a little bit now um, mm-hmm. because I've done it for so long. I you know could put a shoe together, like no problems. Um, I know the beginning to end, and I think now we're starting to make um shoes a few months ago i realized i'm the bottleneck because i'm out i was out sewing most everything Mm -hmm. and i realized like my team can do a lot more but i'm the one guy sewing and now i might be the problem where we can't grow and so i realized then we've got to start bringing some people in i've got to i've got to give some of these tasks to other folks right Um, because we also Like there's so much that we need to do for our brand and make sure that we're collaborating with other brands and we're getting placed in um, potential retailers that we want to be inside of. So it is a weird feeling though, because I've had my hands on it the whole time Mm -hmm. and stepping away is, is like a weird feeling. So I'm taking slow steps and giving people like, okay, you take this part of it. I'm still, I'm still here making sure this step gets done. Well, that's,
0: that's got to feel good though, that like, you know, when when I asked that question, I guess in my mind, I was still thinking at that, that 10 year mark and that you're now, you know, a year into the brand year and a half into the factory saying, yeah, you know, it's kind of getting to that point. That's like, not a bad sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. We have so much work to do. Um, you know, I think I think for the first time, or really, for the first time these past few months, I'm realizing I think we might be onto to something. And I think what mm-hmm. we're doing is really good. Not that I didn't think that before, but I can see where other folks are kind of feeling that and saying that, totally. too. Um, so it's definitely a cool feeling. I still feel inside of me, though, like it's still time to hustle. And yeah, there's so many things to do. Awesome but it is yeah it's it it's um it is cool to to see that transition and to even have to think about that
0: yeah so i'm going to ask you like the 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 thematic question here if you went back to the beginning right you're you're in your garage just got those machines if you could go back to that person and 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 instill one bit of advice that you know now what would you what would you go back and tell little sneaker punk justin oh
1: man um You know, that's a tough one. I think, like, there are so many, like, we started a brand and a manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really like we have these two things that we're trying to tackle at the same time. Right. I uh, thought that design was probably the most important piece of that puzzle. It is a crucial piece of the puzzle, but it's not it um so i i probably would have got myself a little bit more ready of um you're gonna really have to think about business decisions you're gonna have to think about manufacturing and design but you're also gonna figure out you got to figure out what a brand is and how to get people to see your brand and so i think i was just looking at one little piece of the puzzle and i probably would have said open your mind a little bit and here's everything you got to do
0: totally yeah i mean so that's an interesting way to look at it that you have the the brand the business and the manufacturer and i feel like i'm thinking of other i don't want to say competitors but other other heritage or footwear brands that exist in the scale and scope that opua does are oftentimes maybe two of those things but not often all three Yep. um so to to kind of step back and you, you wear a lot of hats man
1: Uh, a lot of hats. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely, it's been, it's been a lot to, to figure out, but, um, I don't know. I I think like with hard work and determination, it pays off. Um, Mm -hmm. and man, I'm, I'm learning a hell of a lot. That's, that's for sure. I'm learning every day.
0: That's cool. And that's, I assume satisfying.
1: Yeah, it is. It's frustrating sometimes too. Um, you know it's been a lot of long days and i've lost a lot of sleep but um if you can like bring some positives out of it every single day Mm -hmm. it's it's completely worth it and again it's it's a dream
0: totally i dig it so uh all right that we'll get out of the heavy stuff we'll wrap up with some with some some lightness (laughs) um i'm i'm a i'm a boot guy right Mm -hmm. started ending, always always a boot guy Um, I think that the biggest, the biggest jump for me would be how does, how do these sneakers, cause I like, I throw my, I throw my sneakers on my, my Sambas on and it's like really, really inauthentic, not me, like looks goofy with my big cuffs and, and, you know, I feel like kind of like a Kool-Aid man body, (laughs) like, like energy when I've got these tiny little shoes on. Um, what do you think is like it to your personal style, the, like the chef's kiss styling of of let's say your favorite skew that you have
1: And i think um for me it's all about um it's all about the classics for me mm-hmm. like when i wear a shoe and there there are two shoes that we've made right now that are like this is exactly what i wanted to do we mm-hmm. created this uh the, the one of our models is called the riverside we name all of our models after Streets here in Asheville. So oh, a lot cool. of people ask us, like, how did you come up with those names? And they're all streets in Asheville. Um, so the Riverside. I had this idea where I wanted to make a shoe that had a cue that it was vintage. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make this white shoe with this crescent moon uh, toe cap on it that was suede. So you've got like a really smooth white leather, the texture of a suede on the toe, and then the sole. I wanted I wanted it to be like aged yellow. I didn't want it to be white. Okay. And the reason that I wanted that is because I wanted to be able to throw jeans on and wear it every single day. But also I've always been like the guy who wears sneakers like everywhere, you know, go to a wedding. I'm going to try to figure out how to wear my sneakers. And um, that was the shoe that did it for me. It was like um, I literally can go anywhere in my life Anything that I do day-to-day, day, I can wear this shoe and it's good. Um, I am, however, super into how boots are constructed, and people uh, I think people really tend to love their boots because they uh, shape around your foot after you wear them every day, they just become a part of you, really. Um, and that's partially how they're constructed, and then also the leather they're constructed with. So. We also have the Riverside, a high top that we just released. Um, it's got this uh, Horween natural Dublin veg tan leather. The whole shoe is made with it. It's lined with this uh, vegetable tan horse liner from Horween and it's constructed like uh, we deconstructed a bunch of boots to see like, cool, how could we make this? And so it's literally like a boot on a sneaker sole, beautiful leather. Um, I don't know. Those are like those are my go-to's and and what I want to wear every day. Very cool. Is, do you have any plans in the future for like a
0: moccasin slipper kind of house wear? Now that I've like now that I've got this new place that I'm living, I'm like a super homebody. <laughs> I bought my first pair of sweatpants I've ever owned. Man, um, that's a big deal. I'm either like jeans or undies. That's it. So I got I have a pair of sweatpants now. If y'all, if y'all dropped a cool blanket lined little slipper oh my god i did it first
1: (laughs) first in line we've got um we're gonna release uh for this winter style we actually have this uh the same sneaker the riverside in a high top it's gonna come with some natural like some horween natural dublin leather but we sourced this really cool vintage ll bean canvas it's from like the 20s Um, and then we have this uh, we also lining the inside with a vintage wool rich blanket liner Um, so when I explain it to people I'm like you know like your chore jacket or even like your vintage Carhartt that you throw on and you just love it it doesn't matter like I want that same feeling for your feet in the winter so we've got those coming out and then when we first released um, I got I jumped in heavy to moccasins, I guess about four years ago when I started making shoes. Um, So moccasins, not just house slippers, like actual moccasins, I I geek out over like way too much. Mm -hmm. We released them when we, when we first released our brand. And then we took them away because I wanted to do some, I wanted to elevate them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll come back fairly soon. Um, But I don't know how long that's going to take, but well, I, I I've I've got some stuff. We'll we'll see if we can't transition you slowly. Maybe right. it's moccasins first, and then I love it. and then I can get Very some cool. sneakers on you. Man, just just the
0: scope of individual, you know, skews and and what you, what you've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time in terms of like the width, right, of of <laughs> your product offering is is pretty pretty incredible. So
1: well, thanks, pretty, man. I pretty appreciate mad, that. Mad
0: props there. i I'm, I'm psyched to get my first pair. It's like to be transitioned over so you uh, and for, obviously we're living in 2020 and dates and time and places are yep. all of illusion but we're gonna see you at whenever our, our next markets in new york and dc are correct yeah those? man
1: yep. and and stoked about it can't cannot, wait, to be a part of it. wait for you to break into new york
0: that's gonna be yep. such a blast and yeah and you are you know in the three or four conversations we've had so far um already like an, an awesome spirit for collaboration i can't wait for you to like be in this atmosphere where there's you know a hundred other vendors obviously once it's uh safe and cool to do so a hundred other vendors yeah. that are making cool stuff that have nothing to do with with what you're doing um, i think it's gonna be I, so know, much to learn
1: it's uh aside from being super humbled to be part of that like for me i think it's really cool that's something i, I didn't really know when I was starting this brand, that we were gonna have so many friends that were in completely different um, categories or maybe even industry, but we're all like makers, creative people, business owners, and you can get something from every single one of those people, as far as like, even just like talking to them, it's been crucial for me and what we're doing. And so even to be a part of that community, that means so much to us. And I think it like speaks to our brand too. So it's, I, I'm stoked, man. I'm, and, and we're happy to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah, man. We're, we're psyched to have you. I'm glad that we managed to cross paths and find each other. Where oh, sure. can people who are just learning about you learn more, keep in touch, yeah. find shoes.
1: We've got, uh, our website is just opiway.com. That's O-P-I-E-W-A-Y.com. Um, Instagram, Way uh if you're in california we're in north menswear um they just opened their second location uh they're Very gonna cool. have some pretty cool shoes in there too so stop by and awesome do you have
0: up. plans to like to to do more wholesale and be in more shoes across the country
1: yeah this this stores, year this year has been kind of weird um yeah, for not, wholesaling not for yeah um i think whenever we can figure out you know where we're moving in the future as a as a country and how we're gonna do everything. Yeah, we're we've got some stores that we've already been talking to and um and I, I think it'd be it'll be cool to be in some of those really select kind of retailers. Yeah,
0: very cool. Love North, love love Martine. Shout out yeah. to it to our, our dude, they're definitely a huge, huge undertaking to open a, a new store in twenty twenty, but it looks For like you are killing and,
1: it. And and killing it, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I'm psyched that we got to sit down, have a little chat. Can't wait to finally get to meet in person, whether that be New York or kind of make my way down there. I feel like I say that at the yeah. end of every talk. I've got to, I have so many places in the country that I just have to get to. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll make but, it
1: happen whenever we can. Yeah,
0: man. Asheville. I was in... Charles, Charleston was like my last adventure okay. before lockdown. I had never been... And that That's obviously South Carolina, but... That's similar, a cool spot. Similar-ish kind of vibes? or
1: Yeah, for uh, for the like eating and drinking yeah cool. very like similar both, both things that I partake in <laughs> same man same. yeah
0: absolutely what's like a year parting shot what's like the food you have to get in Asheville
1: oh man there's so many places um we have like a local spot I can't believe I'm gonna tell other people it's called Sovereign Remedies um and they have a meat and cheese board it. okay well, I'll, I'll give them restaurants need some uh all right you're doing a public
0: service reveal your secret Go
1: ahead. the meat and cheese board i've told so many people it changed my life there um there's also a place called karate um katie button is the chef's name she does amazing things she's got a few spots here so i'd say those are the two spots to meet up and then
0: all right cool choose any
1: one of the breweries
0: yeah awesome cool man well i'll throw it on the list and grab some shoes on there for sure all
1: right sounds good man
0: thanks Thanks for having me yeah thanks again i'm lucas fitz and this is fireside by american field learn more and check out all of our featured brands at fireside.shopaf.co today's episode is presented by jamestown a global real estate investment and management company known for transforming spaces into innovation hubs and community centers learn more at jamestownlp.com